Welcome to the Honest Art Podcast. I'm your host, Jody King. As an artist for 20 years, instructor, speaker, author, and fellow rebel, I've worked with thousands of people around the world, from beginners to established artists, helping them create their strongest art and build a career doing what they love. So if you are ready to have a little fun while you learn about art, creativity, building a thriving art business, and living a bold, audacious life, you are in the right place. Also, if you're considering going pro in your art business, grab the PDF in the show notes on the five things they don't teach you in art school. All right, let's get messy. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a huge lover of music. If a Prince song comes on while I'm driving, I still blast it in my car like a teenager, like so loud that I can't hear my own self singing it at the top of my lungs. If you've ever taken a workshop with me, you know I have music playing not only while we're painting, but also as I lead us in a meditation. I also learned years ago an incredible hack from a doctor that specialized in ADD, um, something about how music really affects it. Apparently, if I'm trying to focus but getting easily distracted, if I turn on music without words in the background... I'm better able to focus because it gives my overactive brain several things to do at once, and it helps me focus better on the task. There's music on when I'm sitting by the pool, having conversations with friends, and it's even on a timer as I'm falling asleep. Music feeds my soul. It's also the perfect example for helping me to explain the importance of truly creating honest art. But there's something I really wanted to talk about today. And that is how does music help or hinder us when it comes to our creativity, especially while we're painting? Or does it affect us at all? We're going to dive into all of that today. So let's get messy. Before we dig into answering those questions, I find it reassuring in some ways to understand that my connection to music and art is not at all unique. Music's influence on art has been documented for literally centuries, and many famous artists have credited music as a muse for their work, like artist Georgia O'Keeffe. She understood that art had the ability to evoke emotion in the same way that music did. So for a time, O'Keefe was focused on, quote, the idea that music could be translated into something for the eye. Isn't that so cool? This led to the creation of several abstract works inspired by music. Matisse not only painted, but played the violin every day. He appreciated the discipline and the focus that it required of him, and he felt like it helped his concentration when he was painting. Additionally, music was so important to French-Russian cubist Marc Chagall that the term was the theme of an exhibition of his work at the Montreal Museum of Modern Art in 2017. It was called Chagall, Color and Music. And then American pop artist Keith Haring always had a boombox playing rap music close by 
when he was painting a mural or creating art. So as you can see, music has long been a contributor to an artist's creative practice. I find music and art to be intricately intertwined for me as well. I often marvel at how music affects me and has the ability to shift my mood sometimes instantaneously. When doing research uh, for this particular podcast, I found there's actually a neurological basis for this. Who knew? Listening to music activates various regions of the brain associated with emotions, memory, and reward processing. So what happens is when we hear music, our brains release neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, and endorphins, which are linked to pleasure, mood regulation, and emotional well-being. These neurochemical responses can influence our mood and create a positive or negative emotional state. I have used music countless times to either lift my mood when I'm feeling down or say in the midst of heartbreak to help me lean in and process anger and sadness. This is the power of creating honest art. The more honest we can get, the more impact that piece of art will have on those who experience it, whether it's music or it's a painting. So here's an example. Do y'all remember that Carrie Underwood breakup song called Before He Cheats? Oh man, it is so empowering. If you're not familiar with it, here are some of the verses. I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped up four-wheel drive. I carved my name into his leather seats. I took a Louisville slugger to both headlights, slashed a hole in all four tires. Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. That's some raw, honest art, y'all. I am here for it. So like I said, honest art truly does have the ability to validate our human experience. So if you've ever been cheated on, when you hear that song, it'll make you feel less alone and a whole lot more empowered. Again, this is the same power a painting has if, if we don't over-edit ourselves and instead allow the most honest expression to come through. So let's dive into the question, can we use music to enhance our honest art process? In other words, can we make better, more honest art because of music? I think we absolutely can, but there's a caveat. It can also have the opposite effect. So let's talk about how it can enhance our art first. To do that, let me just first set the scene. All right. Imagine you've had a busy few days. There's hardly any food left in the house. So now you have to go to the grocery store and there's laundry that needs to be done. And maybe you're dealing with sick, sick parents or kids all while trying to 
eat more greens, and you're desperately trying to squeeze in exercise. Add to that a little frustration because you've been put on hold for an hour and you and your partner had a misunderstanding. All you want to do at this point is to have a little alone time to paint. So that's what you do. You finally get in front of the canvas. There's no music playing in the background, but your mind still feels a little scattered from the day. No, no worries. You just go ahead and you grab a few paints and your brushes and you just start slapping that paint on the canvas. It started off feeling good, started feeling okay, but it doesn't take long before the whole painting goes to fugly and now you feel worse than before. Okay, now imagine this same scenario, same day, same circumstances, except this time, rather than going straight to painting, imagine if you took a few minutes to get grounded by sitting with your feet flat on the floor and grounding yourself with your breath. You take several deep inhales and exhales. This helps stop the mental chatter of the day or the week, and it gets us to drop down into our body again. The body is where we feel and it tells us everything we need to know versus being up in our thinking mind or for me, my overthinking mind. And then once we pause for a few minutes to drop into our feeling body, we get much more clear about our own emotions. Now from here, from this place, this can be our jumping off point to add music that resonates with what we are feeling in this experience. When we add the music, it allows us to connect more deeply with ourselves and can act as a freaking booster rocket to help us express our emotions, often providing a means of relief or even a better understanding of ourselves. A better way to say it might be that the process of adding music to our painting practice can allow us to dig deeper into our self-expression, which enhances our ability to make our most honest art. And y'all, honest art is the most powerful art there is. So just want to point out again that the important thing here is the process starts with getting clear and grounded before we add the music. Okay, so then here's the other thing. Can music have the opposite effect? Meaning, can it inhibit our ability to make honest art? I think so. Plus, I've experienced it. And here's what I mean. All right, so again, imagine you're going through a hard time. Maybe you've experienced the death of a parent, the end of a marriage, or perhaps something less traumatic, like your car being towed, which is still a huge pain in the ass. At any rate, you're, you're just going through it. Okay, so again, here we go. You show up at the easel ready to paint. This time, instead of putting on music that resonates with what you're feeling, you decide to put something happy on to pull you out of your funk. Nothing wrong with that. I've used music many times to change my mood. 
but many of you out there create abstract expressionist art. And what I found is when I put music on that is not in alignment with my mood while creating abstract expressionism, it can act in a way like spiritual bypassing. It's that feeling of showing up and just like, it's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. Sure, I can still create a painting that's got great composition and strong values and color cohesiveness. You know, I can nail all of that, but something will be absolutely missing. And y'all, I see this all the time with artists who, quote, just want to have fun in their studio They want it to be their happy place. And I get it. I want my studio to be my happy place too. But if we are using it to avoid our life rather than using music and art as a vehicle or an opportunity to create a deeper form of self-expression, we're cheating ourselves and we're cheating those who view our art. Because you know why? It'll be that safe art, that vanilla art. Ugh, what a huge missed opportunity. Y'all, as artists, we are the feelers of the world. We are the sensitive ones. That's not a negative thing. It's a motherfucking superpower. So rather than attempting to, quote, rise above or transcend the challenges of life, By solely emphasizing positivity, love, peace, or enlightenment, what if instead you processed your truth? That, that art is what will resonate with people. And as a bonus, it can help us heal as well. So lastly, we can't talk about music and art without also talking about dancing. Because I have found dancing to music while I'm creating art to be one of the best ways to stay out of my head and to stay dropped into my body. Plus, it just feels so good and so liberating. Of course, the caveat is that we want the music to reflect our mood. But when we pair painting with music that is feeding our soul, then add in a little booty shaking, holy shit, it's like sparks are flying. It's so fun, so honest, and so powerful. So whether you're feeling peaceful and listening to, say, violin music while painting seascapes, or you're feeling empowered and listening to Beyonce's You Won't Break My Soul, the key is to allow the music to enhance our art practice. And listen, if you have your own experience of how music affects or inspires you in your art, I would love to hear from you. And if you're interested in hearing some of the music that inspires and empowers me, I'll share a link in the show notes with you for some of my fun Spotify playlists that I listen to in my studio. All right, until next time, take good care of yourself. And for goodness sakes, keep painting. The world needs your magic and your art. 
If you're listening to this today, October 3rd, I hope you're also joining me for the first annual Art, Biz, and Soul Online Summit. If you couldn't make it, no worries. You can still get access to the content starting October 5th and listen, you will absolutely want access to this content. This summit has 16 different speakers who are literally at the cutting edge of creativity, uh, of the art business, and of energy practices, which we know is so important for opening up that flow of creative juices. There has never been anything as all-encompassing to support artists as this before. You can get all of this content beginning October 5th by going to the link in the show notes. And y'all, listen, it is time. It's time to make your best art. It's time to make more money and to enhance your intuition so you can make your most powerful art ever. Head to the link in the show notes to learn more. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.